Happy New Year. Hey, first one of the new year. That's right. And we're already not following the directions behind the scenes. I say, Mike, start. Jordan goes, Happy New Year. Where did the mic start coming from? I've been holding that back since the weekend, man. <laughs> Jordan, you're rocking the new swag. You like That's the hair? It, yeah, dude. I figured I'd put it on. The hair is completely not done. I figure, why not take the opportunity to brand this thing? Yes. They're yeah, warm, they're man. Good, I've, I've been wearing mine a lot. Good? Well I've been done. mine a lot. So we're back. This is our first episode of 2022, episode 95. We almost got to 100 last year. Now, this year, we have no excuse. We're definitely going to surpass that mark pretty well, quickly. If we, continue it, if we continue it, we can start at 100. Yes. And we're good. Let's just keep going. Yes, yes, yes. So the thought process today is actually a conversation, stems from a conversation I had yesterday. And I, we hear this all the time, and we're going to kind of go around the robin here. But, like, you know, how many times do you guys hear, I want my party to be nonstop dancing? Like, I want a nonstop high-energy party. My, my question to each of you individually is, is that a reality? Is it possible to dance for four or five straight hours? Um, or do you need some ups and downs and in, in, in the advantages? So, uh, Jordan, I'm going to throw it to you first because sure. you're, uh, you're the OG here. Yeah. Um, when a customer says to you, I want a nonstop dance party, what's your what's your immediate response? Um, so it's going to depend on a lot of, a lot of factors, so to speak. Um, you know, I take into context the personality of the family, personality of the guest of honor, um, your guests that you're inviting, you know what I mean? Like if you want a nonstop dance party, nothing for nothing, like I'm going to make sure that my craziest, most turned up, most fun friends are there. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Like I'm going to want to kind of preheat the oven and stack the deck, so to speak, in, in, in my favor too, as a, as somebody who's planning a party to get the best show on the dance floor. So a lot of factors go into it. The, you know, the number of people, uh, the, the type of guests that you're inviting the guest of honor, are they more, you know, of an extrovert versus like, are they, are they a little bit more shy or introverted? Um, you know, uh, a nonstop dance party is possible. You know, if you're, if you have that right crowd, if you have the right selection of music, um, and you just have that crowd that's ready to go. Um, I also think that, you know, there's a misconception between daytime and nighttime events. Not that that that's necessarily a game breaker, but like the more lighting that you could have control over in your venue, maybe making it a little bit darker and having a little bit more of that nighttime feel, um, that Saturday night party that everybody's kind of looking for is, is a big thing too. Um, Dylan, you want to pick up where I'm, where I'm kind of going? Cause I know well, actually I, I, I have, I'm so glad that you mentioned the, uh, to have a nonstop dance party has a lot of different factors. Right. And it and it's a possibility, right? It is a possibility. It, it's totally possible. I think that what you mentioned is something that people don't think about is their guest, is their is their guest type, their guest count, their guest uh dynamic, right? Right. Uh, one of the things that I tell families is um that if you want a nonstop dance party, you need to have the right pieces in play to have it. What a lot of families make mistakes on is a nonstop dance party does not mean you don't have anything but dancing. Right. It doesn't mean you just play music for five hours and hope that it happens. Um, I think that nonstop dance parties are not as organic as people may think they are. Now, to the guests, they are. To your guests, they they feel like this awesome energy is is corralling them. But from a, from our side, it's very scientific. I think. Um, and and for for someone like me who is a planner, um, to get that awesome organic energy as the outcome for nonstop dance party. I think that you need to have natural ebbs and flows. That way there's always energy, but it's not always the same people providing the energy. Let me right. give you an example. Um, 
I, I try really, really, really hard to always have something going on on the dance floor. And if you guys remember when we first partnered up, you thought that that was so different uh, from what you're used to. Mike, I remember you saying on the first event we ever did, when do we break? And I said, <laughs> we don't. I said, we don't. Um, and the way that we build that is by having, look, bar and bat are so unique because they have kids and adults celebrating together. And to create that collaborative atmosphere is where you're gonna get that nonstop dance party. So for me, it's you have group dance sets and then you gotta let the adults kind of ebb down and let the kids flow up and let the kids you know, rock on the dance floor to the music that they want. And then right around the time that the kids are starting to get tired or antsy or wanna change a pace, let them go eat and bring the adults back. And then let the adults rock for 20 or 25 minutes because they're re-energized. But then right around the time that they start dipping, then you show the montage. So I believe that nonstop dance parties are doable, but they're scientific. And they're scientific in a way that you need to have natural breaks in the action to allow for that energy to flow. You can't just go straight through. Mike? Yeah, yeah well, you, you just said montage. And, and that that's I'm going to pick up here because when a client says to me, I want a nonstop dance party, my first question is, are you showing a montage that's probably five to 10, maybe 15 minutes of non-dancing time? Is there a, a mother, son, father, daughter dance? Is there a candle lighting? Is there a hora? You know, oh, well, the horror is a dance piece, so let's let's put that aside. But you know, is there blessings of the bread and wine? Each of these elements are non-danceable elements. So, I personally think it's impossible to have a four-hour non-stop dance bar mitzvah. I mean, we are pretty good, Mike. Unless you eliminate formalities, and and you know that that's a big piece of it and and you guys know I used to be in the catering world and I I catered at a nightclub which lent itself to a high energy dance party but another piece of the question I always asked was what do you want to do about seating and what do you want to do about food is it a served plated dinner or is it a buffet that is available and and everyone cringes when they hear the word buffet so let me change it to a trendy word is it a stations party with lots of stations truth of the matter is buffet and stations are the same thing right but if there's lots of little buffets aka stations around the room that are openly available throughout the party that does lend itself to be more of a non-stop dance party because we're not saying everybody sit the serving staff needs to walk around with a hot plated you know entree at this moment correct there are a lot of pieces to the puzzle to truly and, and scientifically as you said dylan figure out if you really want to have a non-stop dance party now mike um, there's also factors though too with formalities that you could use to kind of dress up this dance party so let's say you're candlelighting for instance instead of picking generic you know you know family type like we got we are family type songs maybe you now theme your candlelighting into being high energy dance music you know to carry that yeah wow. so same thing with the montage don't use yeah. beautiful boy don't use right. beautiful boy use you know i'm the man instead uh right. i think that the the soundtrack you create both from the uh the cocktail hour and through your formalities is going to set that pace and set that tone that's so 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 important so, so even go backwards if you really want non-stop you just don't do a montage you have an endless loop of photos either playing during cocktail hour or playing during the reception you know there's no reason why you have to say ladies and gentlemen stop what you're doing kids sit on the dance floor grab some popcorn we're going to watch a 10 minute video you could still have a loop of photos of baby photos through current playing without 
creating that that stopping point. Um, so that you know, but but these are again the conversations that you know we'll say Mrs. Smith or Mrs. Jones for conversation's sake. But Mrs. you know, Mrs. Goldberg. Smith is always always saying, well, "I want a nonstop dance party," and then, but you know, I I do want to show a montage. Well, you have to give a little bit. So right. I, you each had a different answer. I'm going to give my answer. I think every party needs two breaks, and and breaks are a tough word. Because sometimes people think that you stop what you're doing, but two seated moments. The first Reset. seated two resets. Yeah, it, it leads to three dance sets, but two seated moments. So after your cocktail hour, the main room opens, and I would say nine out of ten, or or, or maybe ninety nine out of a hundred of our parties are high energy grand entrance right into dancing. Like the first forty five minutes is built up energy. Shot out of a cannon. Yes, shout out Cannon, smack them in the face, show them what they're here to do. But after 45 minutes, take a breath, regroup, find your seats, refill your cocktail, grab a quick bite, right. blessing of bread, wine, candle lighting. All of that is abbreviated maybe 15 minutes. It's a good place for a welcome speech. If, if yep. parents and families, you guys want to welcome everybody to your event, that's a great spot. Absolutely. And, and, and but don't, don't, don't drag this down right. point on. So at you know 15 minutes, no more than 45 minutes. I'll try to keep it at a half hour. Then what we always often try to do is the Hora to end the candle lighting. The Hora brings everybody back up. Now we got them back on the dance floor. Let's keep them there for another 45 minutes to hour before the main course comes out. And, you know, we've talked about the difference of Jersey and Pennsylvania and sometimes PA you know, does all the food up front and then dancing at the end. We, in Jersey at least, like to have his solid dance set go on between the first course and the main. We like moving around here in Jersey, man. We can't sit still. Now we we sit, we enjoy our first, our main course, great time to play a game with the kids. And, and I'm a big advocate for games during adults' meal because it means we're not playing super loud music while the adults are eating. Because if the adults are sitting at a table, they want to have a conversation. If our music volume's at a 10 because the kids are listening to hip hop, you know, like it just doesn't work right. The adults are screaming at each other at their table. So let's play a game during the adults' meal. Also smart to seat these adults, these older adults. We say it all the time, you know, away from the speakers too. We want to keep those, you know, older, you know, guests kind of yep. save them from getting smashed over the head the whole time. Yep, and and the last the last piece of this seated portion of the party is when we show the montage and when we do the parent dance, the honor dance, and the reason is guests are already in their seats; they're already comfortable. Once all of the plates are out, continue to eat, but watch this montage, enjoy the montage, watch the honor dance. You know, it it's tough to do those things standing and and we have done them and, and some venues, you know, we have to do it that way, but do you want your guests standing watching a montage for 10 minutes or let them just enjoy the comfort of their seat for the next 10 minutes, watch that montage. And then we get back on the dance floor and dance nonstop. It's a great idea, Mike. And also by piggybacking that right there, buddy, like you're now, you know, combining sort of the end of dinner with your montage. So instead of the montage taking its own 10 minutes after the plates are cleared, after everything's off the table, now we start the montage. Right. Probably getting yourself an extra 15 minutes on the dance floor. At yes. least. 
yes. which is awesome. I mean, like in our world, dance time is that's gold. And and now we dance straight through. Now we dance straight through the rest of the night. And and we're all big advocates of dancing through dessert. So yeah. I'm going to pass the torch now, and, and let's talk about dancing through dessert. You know, Dylan, do you have thoughts on that? And and yeah, I mean, again, I, I, before I pass it 100, I just want to recap. So what I just showed was a five hour party with a one hour cocktail and only two short seated sessions. The rest being high energy. Your DJ's taking five or six breaks. Do your homework, people. So the dancing the dessert idea, um, the, the easiest way to, to, to destroy your party is to make an announcement for dessert. Um, now, I know some venues have like these big dessert gimmicks, and that's cool. And, and those are the outliers. But if you're having um, the ice cream station, the, the churro station, the, the, the regular types of desserts, the cakes and stuff, um, announcing them is a very easy way to shut down your party. So I quickly, um, I quickly acknowledge that dessert exists, but I won't make those announcements. It's, it's what we call in the catering world as a soft open. Um, let the, look, people will find the things that they want. If they want ice cream, they're going to find it. But you want to eliminate that congestion in, in terms of a line. You want to keep that party going. And the easiest way to stop both of those or to have a line to stop your energy is to make an announcement for dessert. So let that just naturally happen. I promise. I promise your people will find the candy bar. I promise the people will find the ice cream. Don't put it on your entertainment to be the police officers of that food because the minute we say, all right, dessert's open, you lose them. And that's a great way for them to eat ice cream and leave. And you don't want that either for a nonstop dance party. So let it naturally happen. Now, Mike, you mentioned something that I think are really important for, for those who are planning high energy events to understand. There are building blocks that we use to catapult into these high energy dance sets that allow us to continue to go when you think that it's really not possible. And the things like montages, grand entrances, horrors, I call them spark plugs. I call them focal points. The reason why they're spark plugs and focal points is because it requires everyone in the room's attention to be in one space. And the easiest way for us as entertainers to build everyone up is to have them focus on one thing. Those are things like grand entrances. Those are things like horrors. Those are things like montages. So those are really, really great ways to build in your celebration. Use them as building blocks. Use them as spark plugs. Use them as focal points and let it be known. There's a party planner friend of mine, very, very high end in um, the Philadelphia area, Mark Uravik, who told me one time, you want to let them ebb and flow just before they want to. For example, right before they were thinking about going onto the going off the dance floor, let them go to something else like a meal or a montage. And then right before they think they want to get up, get them right before that. So that way you are the one in control. And I always thought that that was really, really smart because it puts us in the driver's seat as, because look, I, I'm going to want to refill my glass if I'm at a party. Right. I really want to go to the bathroom. So if the entertainment is kind of dictating when, when I'm doing those things, you have like a control over the celebration that you never even thought you needed. And that's where your high energy nonstop dance party comes from. That, so, that's, that, that's really smart. Yeah, that's huge, bro. And I'm going to take you one step further because, um, you know, when I'm gonna dial it back even even further, when you're planning this event, you're putting your vendors together. This might be a great opportunity to find a venue or a hall that accents certain parts of the night. So, like perfect example, a spot like Bene Tikva. 
you know, they take pride in their hall in having accent parts in places where we might have downtime. So like dessert for Tikva, when they come out on the dance floor and they have the bananas flambe going with like a big show and all the fire and we're playing the dance beat behind it, our dancers actually have the opportunity and our crew to be front and center because there's room at, at that spot. They have a big dance floor where the dessert's out there. People are kind of eating their ice cream as they're going. The vibe's still going. And our, our crew is still, it's almost like a dessert performance. We get to kind of like, you know, while out a little bit and play different genres. Maybe, you know, Mike, you'll take it back to, you know, the 60s and run around soon. We'll, we'll flip into like cool 80s and 90s and, you know, fun hip hop throwback. Like desserts like kind of like, uh, like, you know, the gloves come off, no holds barred, like whatever's the vibe and whatever's kind of being felt at that time, we can kind of go with. So, you know, a spot like that and finding vendors that'll accent these downtimes to kind of make it so it's more kinetic and the energy's still flowing. And with your vendors together, these points where like, you know, you might have had a lull are now high energy, you know? If you remember, Jordan, we we actually used to be asked to play a song like Sandstorm right. during the introduction of the dessert because it was a show in itself. Correct. And that's so, that's different. That's that's what I mentioned as different than like that's a different type of dessert presentation. Right. If you if you had the 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 term presentation afterwards, it's almost always gonna benefit your celebration. But if it's just a regular dessert station or past or butler or whatever, which is another great way to keep your dance party going, bring the food to the people. Right. Uh, like I, I love venues and vendors that butler cocktails and butler desserts and and bring it to the dance floor. That's a great way to keep your energy going and keep your party there. Um, Mike, I don't know where you were going next with this idea, but I have uh, I have something that I think that would really benefit this topic, which is seating. Um, I believe that some of the best and most the, the parties that go the distance are the ones that have a couple different elements when it comes to seating. First of all, not formalized seating for the kids. And if you could even stretch it, not formalized seating for the adults. Um, the one party that went the distance of five hours and no formalities was the Liebersfeld party that we did a handful of a uh, handful of months ago. And there was no formal seating for the adults. There was no formal seating for the kids. It was all cocktail, lounge, high top type of stuff. That way there was always some place to put your drink. And there was never a need to sit down for too long because it was lounge furniture. You have it at home. You weren't sitting in a 60 inch round around your 10 relatives that you hadn't seen in a while. It was a small four top, high top table. And that kind of forced you, and I'm not going to say that it was uncomfortable seating, but you don't want to sit at a bar stool for more than 10 minutes before it's time to get up no, and move. So, so when, when you have your 60-inch round, that's home base, you know, and that, that's where you put your purse and you leave your cell phone. If you don't give people a home base, then the dance floor becomes way more inviting, you know. And the second piece of that, that party, Dylan, and, and I was going to shout out a different event, but in that party – we built different like platforms of energy and you started with a dance set literally during cocktail hour. Um, yeah, and I don't which, actually know how that happened. I remember at one point I threw that, I threw that timeline away. I don't remember <laughs> how that happened. Um, you know, we had a dance set during cocktail hour, but that was a rock themed party. And, and you were like, all right, we're going to have a rock concert and, you know, we're going to have our warm up act okay. and then we're going to have our, Perfect show. I remember this. He broke this down like a show. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, so let's talk about an encore for a second because dancing for four hours is tough. But in this Liebersfeld party, you threw an encore celebration for the last, you know, 45 minutes. 
And the music changed significantly at that party. You know, that party, we had high energy rock remixes that last 45 minutes to truly give you that concert feel. And, and, and I'm going to go back to um, a party I did Halloween weekend where we did the black light invasion with the introduction of the uh, electro disco star robots, you know, anytime that we have like the, um, um, stilted, uh, uh, robot, you know, that energy that comes off that last hour when we do that show. La Hora Loca. Yeah. La Hora yeah. Loca. It, 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 it adds <laughs> that miss. It's like, all right, you've been dancing hard for that 45 minute intro set. Then you dance hard for that hour after mm -hmm. dinner. How do you keep people going? And that's a great way of doing it is flip the script for the last hour. So Jordan, you just said La Hora Loca. Give, give a quick explanation of what that actually so is. That's kind of been like the explosive coin term. Like if you're in the wedding industry, if you're obviously watching this and you're an event professional and you do weddings, you're probably familiar with the end part of the wedding, you know, sometimes getting coined as La Hora Loca, which is the crazy hour. So in our world of bar and pop mitzvahs, we kind of coined the term La Hora Loca. And, uh, you know, we try to take the Hora itself and utilize that as a crazy, fun, highly activated time of the night. So, you know, your Hora at a bar bat mitzvah, it, it, you know, um, I have families that are like, hey, we want a crazy Hora. We want it to be long. We want it to be fun. We're going to narrate it ourselves. Um, you know, there's uh, families that really take, uh, you know, a huge interest in having that highlight, that that Hora portion of the party um be a focal point and and it goes over awesome it's probably one of the only times um throughout the night that you're going to get your entire room of guests on the floor uh willingly you know what i mean all in one shot to really be a part of this one special dance and you know we have uh you know kind of taken the opportunity to enhance this with things like led horror chairs uh, you know, black light responsive mohawks and, you know, light up LED wands and light up sunglasses, everything that'll just light up the room, make it a huge black light, almost like an EDM influenced horror, so to speak. So if you're familiar with these, uh, you know, EDM music type of festivals like EDC um, and, uh, you know, Tomorrowland, like these big festivals that used to go on, <laughs> you know, before we got crazy, but these big festivals that everybody would go to that were full with uh, bright colors uh, you know, uh, RFID activations, um, just, you know, the highest amount of technology, the most amount of color, um, the biggest pops you could imagine all under one roof. We're putting into this, you know, small horror-esque timing of, of the event to really make pop. So, you know, we got some really cool ideas on that. And it's really just taking a, a, a spin on something that has been a cornerstone of a bar bat mitzvah since I was, I was doing it when I got bar mitzvah. Dylan, you got bar mitzvah, you had a horror. You had, you know, your mozi, your candles. These traditions have been, you know, reused, rinsed, recycled. I feel like it's up to us as, you know, the pushing brand to, you know, dig a little deeper and find some cool ways that we could, you know, present these to our clients. And that's one of them. So in the next few moments, Dylan, what ideas do you have for the last hour of the night to amplify the celebration? And while you're thinking of them, I want to just give one cautionary note also is try not to introduce the candy bar or the sweatshirts or the fun food as people are leaving too prematurely. And also, we're fighting also if they're outside the main room too, correct? Like this is all stuff that that – if you have these items in the main room, there's ways to tactfully go about it to where it's not going to be as bad. You're more talking about stuff that's going to be outside 
what we're doing mainly, correct? Uh, yeah, or, and, and sometimes in the room, but just just cautiously, like th there are sometimes when a candy bar is introduced, it's introduced with dessert. Great. Perfect. Other times the candy bar is introduced 30 minutes after dessert. And all that really did is extend the dessert that we're fighting when we're trying to get people on the dance floor. Um, so cautiously think about like, like if you've got the dopest sweatshirts and they're all labeled with, you know, every guest name and you open up that station with 30 minutes left, well, what's naturally going to happen is everyone's going to go to the sweatshirts and try to find theirs, right. you know, different than the DJ just tossing out sweatshirts arbitrarily because that's where that helps us bring or use the t-shirt or the, the cannon, make it fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so Dylan, I gave you a moment to think about it. You know, what high energy items would you suggest to amplify the last half hour, 40 minutes? Well, so, so what, what really comes to mind first is what I had mentioned earlier, which is right around the time that you believe that guests are starting to fade through that dessert and thinking about grabbing their coat. That's when you want to in introduce these activations or these, these, you know, left turns or whatever you may be considering to put here. One of the things that I am taking from our weddings that I think is really, really valuable is these, we always do a group photo with the kids. We do, but these smaller intimate parties that we're seeing these days for mitzvahs uh, are becoming more and more popular. And these, the, the bar mitzvah boy or the bar mitzvah girl knows everyone in the room now. It's not like there's political invites or like extended family. It's like a smaller, more condensed, more powerful moment now. It's all dad's kids. friends from work that you don't know who yeah. they are. So, so now I think that it's an opportunity to, to basically like shout out, hey, look, these are Ben, ben and Leo's MVPs. All right. These are Ben and Leo's MVPs. Everyone who's still in this room right now are Ben and Leo's MVPs. That's my mitzvah for next weekend. So we want to get a picture with all of you guys right here, right now. We've got the photographer up on stage, get everyone on the dance floor. And what the guests believe is happening is we're taking a photo. But really what we're doing is eliminating the barrier to be on the dance floor. And this is happening maybe 45 minutes before the end of the celebration. And then right from there, after the photo is done, hands up, everyone scream, Mazel Tov, throw in a song that will transcend the generations. Something that every single person on that dance floor is going to know. And that will be your catalyst to keep that dance floor rolling. That's one of the ways that you also get a great photo out of it afterwards. And now, furthermore, you can continue that down the line by maybe adding in accent points. Things like confetti cannons or blacklight shows, or maybe this is where you introduce a mascot. I love when mascots come to events, um, you know, like the Philly Fanatic or, or, you know, Mr. Matt or something like that. Those are great. Especially when you as the entertainer can talk to the mascot character beforehand to let them know how they're being brought in. And that's part of the coordination. So I think that those are ways that you can enhance that last 45 minutes right around the time that people would think that they're about to leave. That's when you have to hook, line, and sinker them back with, with something. Whether also, it's another cool idea on that. Great stuff, Dylan. Um, I think that having uh, a live musician is a great way to do it. A lot of time, we also have guys in our uh, on our roster musicians that play more than one instrument. So this is a great idea. Maybe you had like you know uh, a saxophone player playing for like you know with the DJ for like the first three hours or whatever. Then maybe the last forty five minutes he switches over to his percussion, and he comes out and he's ripping on the drums now. And you're like, oh man, dude, I was just used to this guy playing on the sax for three hours. Now he's ripping on the drums. Like just something like that to where we can utilize our crew and our team to show something a little bit different too. So like, you know, live musicians is a great way to go. And sometimes if you talk with your entertainment company, you can find 
little silver lining patches to where your musician plays more than one instrument, maybe have him as a reveal. Maybe the bar mitzvah boy or bat mitzvah girl plays the instrument too, and you can work them into it at the end, and it becomes a huge, you know, performance with the family, and like it's got, you know, all the feelers out, but you're also, you know, creating a, a different atmosphere. Right, right. So, and, and last piece, one of the things that we always do with prizes and gifts, we always wait to the end to give them out. We do that strategically, like, you know, if there's a big prize, let's say we're giving out Beats headphones or you know, uh, iPod or uh, earbuds or something like that. We usually wait to the end to give them out. And we, through the night, um, motivate and encourage, like, who wants to win this? You got to be the wildest, craziest partier. And and all of that lends itself back to this initial topic. Is a nonstop dance party doable? So with 60 seconds left that we've got on this podcast, Jordan, I think your answer is already yes. yes. You've said it. I vote yes. Okay. It's totally doable with the right right uh, instrument and the right uh, you know pieces in, in place. You could do it 100%. Dylan, Dylan, your answer, you've seen it. Yeah, it absolutely can. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. And I think my biggest advice has been the advice that I've been given since I started on this podcast, which is you have to know your family. And if you can know your family and know that your family is this type of family, then yeah, we will give you the tools to figure out how to make a, a nonstop dance party. And, and I'm going to say – I believe it's almost doable. You just need to really evaluate everything we said. What's the seating like? What's your guest list like? Is your party four or five hours long? What's happening for dessert? What's happening for candle lighting? You know, put all of these questions in front of you and say, is it really possible to dance for four straight hours or do we need a break or two? Um, and they certainly don't need to be long breaks. If you hire the right entertainment, and I saw this as a when I was a caterer, the right entertainment, Jordan, was always explosive. You guys, explosive before I was part. I, I'm referring to you as you guys. Explosive well, always to, even, even back to Noble, dude. Take it back to the old old days. Yeah, so. true. When you worked for Noble, explosive or noble always kept the kids engaged. The kids were not causing problems, they were not destroying the facility, they were not bored. The adults were not bored, people weren't leaving early. The flip, when you find a DJ company isn't as high energy, isn't as creative, doesn't know bar about mitzvahs as well as us and the others of our peers, you know what? That's when people do leave early. That's when they don't dance as much. And that's when the kids get a little rowdy because kids are kids. They're bored. It's when you find the golf carts in the lake. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, oh, bonus. <laughs> bonus tip. Bonus tip. One of the ways, bonus tip, I should have mentioned this earlier, but if you're hiring a venue that has a caterer that has one speed, hmm. and one direction, and only one way to do things, it's going to be very, very difficult for any of this to work because we're going to have to you know, concede to the, the food in a lot of cases. So you have to do one – in the very, very, very beginning, you have to find vendors that are willing to play nice in the sandbox. And if, if I know that – the caterer does not want to have to chase kids down the down the hallway at the venue. That's you know we we want to keep them entertained, but without the right pieces, it could it could be thrown in the air real fast. Right. Thirty Good minutes stuff. up. Good stuff. We did it. Episode hey, really quick, I just want to shout out all the people that checked in, saying Happy New Year. Um, we had Bob Hickman here, Steve Alberino. What up, kid? Good to see you, uh, Jen. Thank you so much for all the great comments. We appreciate you guys checking in. Um, as always, if you guys have a topic or something that you want to hear us handle here, something you're dealing with in your network, um, you know, obviously, uh, we we put this podcast out 
for uh, our clients, you know, future, present, past, but it's also for, you know, other event professionals too. So guys, if you have any questions, um, stuff that you want to hear us tackle, uh, things that we might be able to help you out with your area, whether you're planning, uh, whether you're a vendor, uh, we'd love to help you out. Nice. And, and on the bottom of the screen, I could see it. You guys could see it. But if you're yeah. listening on our podcast platform, that's not visual. Uh, we uh, we want to shout out our Super Bowl showcase, February 13th at the Bridgewater Manor. And our guest next week on our podcast is going to be the one and only Danielle Poro, Yay. one of the sales reps from the Bridgewater Manor. We're going to talk about that amazing facility. Uh, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl showcase and some of the cool features offered at Bridgewater Manor for Bar and Bat Mitzvahs. So Ooh. let's wrap this one. It's been a great podcast. First one of 2022. It's very weird to say that. Episode 95 coming to an end. We'll see you guys back here next week. Later.